Jewess, a Jewish woman, patriot, a proud American-born woman who is honored to be a part of the greatest country in the world today. My name is Cindy Gross, and you are joining me to share insights and analysis on today's rapidly shifting world. I welcome you to the Jewess Patriot Show. Featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. Remember, you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy to be a part of the show. And now, from our WGBB studios in the tri-state area, also downloaded internationally anytime, anywhere, I welcome you to the Jewess Patriot Show. Welcome to the Jewess Patriot Show. I am your host, Cindy Gross. This is a very special Sunday morning show because it's right in the middle of Hanukkah. And as many of you know, Hanukkah is a holiday of miracles. And boy, do we need lots and lots of miracles today in New York, in America, in Israel, and around the world. So join me on this very special show. As many of you know, I open up each and every show with my pearls of wisdom because my Jewish name is Zisel Peril. And I have a lot to say today that's not so sweet, but it is something that we need to hear in times of frustration, anger, and battle. Because we have seen in the past, history has gone through war, there's been victory, and even some little miracles that come out of it. For those of you who don't know about the story of Hanukkah, it's a story about a temple that was destroyed. And what was left was a menorah from it. And there wasn't enough oil for one day that managed to last eight days. There's a lot more to the story you can learn about factually by researching it with the accurate people. We talk about temple, and we talk about what's going on in the Middle East. And here is the fact that few people want to recognize. If you go to Jerusalem and you see the temple level, and you see what's built above it, namely the mosque, you know realistically, factually, scientifically, that a temple was there before a mosque. And so that in and of itself is the only, only 
reason why all this is going on is sheer propaganda to destroy freedom and destroy many countries. It's the battle of the strong versus the weak, the David versus Goliath. And Jews are just the first target in this. Many of my friends and myself were very conflicted this Hanukkah about how to celebrate. And then a light, like that Shamus light, the ninth light that lights every other candle, sparked a thought. If Jews lived for years in concentration camps and would do anything, and they did anything, to find one little Hanukkah light to somehow light the candles, that we have that obligation to make sure that for everybody who has been raped, burned, murdered, lost, decapitated, that their light is never forgotten. And that's why this show is so special. First of all, we're continuing with Fashion for Israel, which has really taken off, and it's going to be something continuing, I'm sorry, continuously running past holiday season. Go to my website. You'll see so much updated information on it. And I really focus on the heroes that aren't the obvious ones. And that's what this show is a lot about today. First, you're going to meet Donald Pliner, Donald J. Pliner, and his wife, Lisa, legends in the shoe business. He's going to tell you how in one European country he was honored because he sold more shoes than any other shoe designer. And his experiences as a proud Jew meeting Golda Meir and actually somebody who had his own little miracle. And Lisa and I will tell you about that. And you're going to meet two non-Jewish heroes who are very, very proud Americans, totally different. One is in the fashion and modeling world and one is a restaurant owner. And they're going to tell you about made in America and being proud Americans. Quality versus quantity. Standing up for what they believe in. And that's what this Hanukkah this year should be about. I know a lot of people keep questioning going to public versus private parties. I'll tell you what somebody told me, and I thought this was like the best way to describe it. They were originally from Russia and are now legal citizens in America. He told me that in Russia, their passports say Jew on them. In good times and in bad times, they are labeled. He also told me that you don't really need a Jewish star on your neck or even the passport that says you're Jewish. 
because Jews look different based on how they uh, came to Russia to live and how they dress. It's very obvious as compared to very fair-skinned, blonde, blue-eyed Russians that are Aryans. His mother said to him, people used to say, don't carry your passport because it's obvious you're a Jew. And she said, the passport doesn't make a difference. I'm always a Jew. It's all over my face. I say that to everybody who's listening, Jew and non-Jew, because we're all Americans listening here. It's all over our faces. We are the face of a blended country. We are a face that came here through different channels, different ways, different generations, with all the same goal to be able to talk the way we want to talk, to educate the way we want to educate, have the job we want, live on the streets we want, and even peacefully protest, which something that really doesn't exist anymore. So it's really about miracles. And the real miracle is going to be when we all wake up one day and we stop letting a few narcissistic leaders around the world take advantage of the good that really should be taking over. We have really a great show today. You're going to love so many of the stories you're going to hear. And I'm telling you, support these people. They are really the backbone of what the American dream is all about. Sit back. Stay tuned. Many software projects become successful every year, growing businesses, saving time and money, and providing freedom from stress and frustration. However, not all software projects are successful. Why? What makes software successful? Paying attention to the end user satisfaction. With JobBase, every software project is a success because every project is built with the end user in mind. Save time, save money, improve and grow your business. The product is amazing. When I got the finished project, I was so happy with the result. They delivered higher than my expectation. As a project manager at JobBase, we commit ourselves to ensuring that every single product we have will succeed. Visit us at www.jobbase.io. That's www.jobase.io. Or email us at sales at jobbase.io. Be the next success story. Hi, my name is Allie Arts. I have been in the beauty industry for over 25 years. I became a salon owner five years ago when I purchased Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. I had a vision to create a warm, welcoming environment where you can have your hair done, meet great people, and leave feeling wonderful about yourself. Unfortunately, as we all know, that is not always the feeling you get when you walk into salons. Often we feel judged, not good enough, and it's just not what it should be. My goal was to take away those ugly bits of the beauty industry. We have a saying hanging on the wall in the salon, surround yourself with beauty and kindness, and we strive to create that environment and ambiance every day. We are a full service salon offering hair, skin, and nail customizable treatments. There is truly something for everyone. We pride ourselves of having a multi-generational clientele. 
And the reason behind this is because I've always been a working mom. It has been important to me to be able to utilize my time in a way that I can get all of my services done as well as my family. Hi, I'm Brianna Cannon. I'm a Texas-based fashion designer making women's accessories, clothing, and shoes. We love to dress multi-generations, head to toe. Our entire motto is making the world a prettier place, one sparkly accessory at a time. We have seasonal products for every major holiday and occasion, and we really just love to make our customers feel pretty and spread joy with our ruffles and bows and rhinestones. You can follow us on Instagram at Brianna Cannon Official shop online at briannacannon.com. You can follow us on Facebook. And if you're in the Texas area, please come to our retail store in Plano, Texas. We hope to see you soon. Welcome back. If I talk about fashion for Israel, I must include my dear friends, Donald, Jay, and Lisa Plina, because first of all, every one of you, has at least one pair of Plinus shoes in your closet. Whether or not they're vintage, whether or not they're new, you know this name. And they have incredible stories about the shoe business and any actually anything in life. They could tell you so much. But Donald has so many great stories as we were preparing this that I didn't even know about his relationship with uh, Israel and the Jewish community there, as well as here, meeting Golda Meir, and about the impact he had in the shoe business. So, Donald, I'm going to let you take it away because I can't think of a better way to start talking about support for Israel than you telling our audience about Golda Meir. Well, many, many years ago, um, I was manufacturing, and it all started off... um, I, there was a lady that worked for me. She was a redhead and I was fascinated with redheads and she was from Australia. And I realized I was too young to marry her. So she went back to Australia and I kept on thinking about her. I said, so I'm going to start manufacturing. And I ended up manufacturing in 11 countries to get there. But one of the countries was in Israel and I was manufacturing, um, scabbarding slacks. It was called Gadu from, it was a man, French manufacturer and they were making them in Israel. And I thought they, all the proceeds were going to Israel. Um, but I had to say to Goda, and this was before 50 Shades of Grey, I was getting like 40 different shades of grey. And I said to Goda, you know, I have, I, I'm trying to make black slacks, but they're coming out different shades. So that was the first part of the trip to getting to Australia. And anyway, so I had to tell Goda, you know, and I donated the funds. I was manufacturing, it was 11 countries. It was all based on my English English country uh, that got me involved in all these different countries of manufacturing. Anyway, bottom line, I finally got to Australia and I realized that um, I didn't like her that much. And then I came home and bought my and I bought myself an Irish setter and solved my redhead frustration. But before that, I had a store. I, it was called uh, Papagallo. And there was a gentleman that owned Papagallo and Papagallo was manufactured on 11th Street and Fifth Avenue. And he had a poodle called Baby Doll. And everywhere he went, he brought this dog. And they say, Mr. Bandler, don't, you can't keep on bringing this dog in. Anyway, so I finally got to Australia. I realized I didn't care for this redhead and bought myself an Irish setter and called her Baby Doll. And so I solved my redhead frustration in calling people Baby Doll. And then Baby Doll became a very famous dog because I was manufacturing not only clothing for 
I started manufacturing for dogs as well. So I did dog wear as well. And I ended up but manufacturing in 11 countries. But the main trip, how I got to Golden and how I got to Australia was because of a redhead I was infatuated with. So your support for Israel with Lisa, who's not a redhead, definitely not. Uh-huh, but every color, you just never see me as the redhead. <laughs> and at different lengths as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd like to change every six months and give them somebody new. You know, we met on a blind date. And you know what? It worked. 26 years later. (laughs) And you've been through a lot of ups ups and downs together that you are going to be sharing. I'm going to say it here. I don't know if too many people know it. So I think I'm going to share a big uh, scoop here of an amazing book coming out in 2024 about the life of Donald J. Plina. And he has a story of really coming back to life that very few people know. And it really is, especially in these times, if you want to talk about when people feel down, I remember talking to Lisa for about an hour, the the day after she was told like, this was it, get ready for a funeral. And the fact that we are sitting here giggling and watching you, Plan so many big events in 2024 is a credit and really is very positive vibes for people very down right now because of what's going on around the world. If you want to just briefly tell them in like two minutes or less what happened, go ahead. Me? Yes. Um, from Well, the barely alive one. I mean, Donald is also a um, three-time brain surgery um, survivor. Uh, which I don't know, it's not a victim, but a brain surgery. Survivor. Survivor. <laughs> I was say victim. Survivor. And then um, after, uh, I guess, we got over that big hump and went through the hoops of recovery that was cleared. Basically, just to go back a little bit, um, we just, uh-huh. you want to tell me how we moved here? In I was doing Okay, it. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. <laughs> Let Miss Lisa continue. And so... I, Based on the recovery mode and everything, I felt that Los Angeles really wasn't the best place right now. And, and a lot of things changed so much in, in LA. And so we really didn't really have any idea where we wanted to go. So we just packed it all up and I said, let's go to the desert, you know? And so, um, we packed it all up. We came out here, came to the desert, found a, Quite a quiet little, you know, home, very much downsized from what we're used to, but it's quaint and the mountains are majestic and everything. And um, we are in Palm Desert, Rancho Mirage. So one day I um, was, we were still doing construction in our home and my husband at the time was, uh, he was going to take a shower. But so I got up to go to the restroom, but I couldn't understand. It was so late in the morning. Why? Where was he? So unfortunately, I found him on the floor and bathroom. bathroom floor. And half his head was like in a dog bed and the other on the, which I think saved his, saved his fall because he's already had so much brain surgery. They wouldn't have been able to do anything. But he was in no response. I mean, heart was still breathe. His heart was still there, but no response. 
So they trauma came and they took him away and they put him in a juice coma. And then two weeks went by and he wouldn't wake up because I found when I found him, he wasn't awake or talking. So I would read the beginning of the book to him, which I was probably one of those actresses that you see on television that are like, oh my God, you can't do this to me. You can't do this to me. I have 3,000 pairs of shoes in my closet. You need to put them <laughs> all on my feet. I was just trying, you know, trying to do, because they he could hear me, you know, but, and I know he was there because he could squeeze my hand, but he wasn't waking up. Stop for one second, please. Sorry. The dogs are in. So while, okay, while she's long taking care of the dog. Short, long story short was a month later after being in a coma, um, they, he woke up and probably didn't, didn't know anything, you know, cause you just don't remember anything in a coma. And then we had a really long, another recovery, uh, really this time learning everything all over, all skills, all everything. And here we are today as you are talking. And he's learned to how to party again and go out and, and <laughs> exactly. be with his friends and write a book. And he's got his 80th birthday coming up. Oh, wow. That's exciting. So I'm going to ask very quick questions that probably you could answer very quickly. First of all, remind our audience some of the celebrities you may choose for. Oh, you know what? Susan Summers was a very big. Should I grab a shoe? This is recording. Susan Summer happened to be um, a very good client at one time. And as we were talking about Susan Summer earlier, and I'll never forget when Donald, when I had my podcast, which you were on at one time, um, we were there and she was my guest. And she said, if it wasn't for Donald Pliner's shoes, my legs will have never gotten so much work. (laughs) (laughs) so you know she was and she was so fabulous and so real so I would say you know she was great um you know the celebrities it's so hard because you just you know that they wear them you don't really hear who's wearing them but you know I've known Tom Cruise has worn you know Donald's men's shoes before um I know when Stefani, I think there's a, a an ad, I have an ad of shoes that she once wore. Um, let's see. I mean, ton of the NFL or, you know, and the, um, I was going to tell, tell the story with the exclusive shoe you made. The- okay. For Shaq. Yeah. So we're having, um, we're in Westwood. This is in Los Angeles and I'm not. I don't, 65% of my business with sure. the entertainment industry, but I don't know the, he doesn't the- know the players. Mm-hmm. So we're having a uh, breakfast or something like this. And I would walk out and across the street was uh shack. And Lisa says, go up to him, go up to him. And so I go up to him. Well, no, I, you made me go first because you were shy. I was, I don't, I don't. He's shy. Because uh, so much of my business was the entertainment industry. And I never really knew him. And also the people that worked for me were not allowed to go and, you know, Gaga or anything like right. that. Uh-huh. So we go across the street. And um I went first. Lisa goes first and I come over and then well, tell the story. Okay, I had to tell the story because I was right. And then after that, the friendship. But what happened was I go, you know, it's huge. I go, excuse me. And he looks down at me and he's like, yeah. I said, my husband makes shoes for you. And he goes, he does. He goes, 
what's his name? And I go, Donald J. Pliner. So in the car, so he pulls out a pair of shoes. And he goes, you mean these? I'm like, yeah, he's over there. But he's really shy. And then he came over. And then they met and everything. And then it turned out that even that we uh, were living in Miami as well at the time. Um, the house that we were living at, he actually looked at to purchase as well. And it didn't have enough. It was great in size, but didn't have enough rooms. So he became our neighbor instead. Very nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. Donna, what was your favorite kind of shoe? Or do you remember like one or two shoes that you designed that really stand out for you that maybe were oh, uh, the, the game changers? I remember when I was, you know, I used to go to Paris all the time or, you know, and then go for manufacturing. And I always remember one time I bought a pair of uh, men's shoes and they were really uncomfortable. And it was probably the best thing that ever happened because I started making my shoes and I'd always add elastic goring. So the fact when you walk, they walk with you. And then that's how actually I got into my main, if you have any, if they say down applying, they say one thing about it. First of all, it's the quality and the comfort. And um, everything I did was based on comfort. And as I said, so I made these shoes only because I wore, bought a pair of, I think, a Robert Cushray men's shoes in Paris. And I was in such pain. And I realized what was wrong. It they didn't have an elastic bleeding. boring for the <laughs> shoes. So that's how I really got into comfort. And then I got into um, the microfiber. Um, and... I run every day, or I I don't run every day, I swim every day, so I'm aware of the comfort factors. And I used to walk every day when we lived in uh, Bel Air, we lived in Beverly Hills. So basically, everything is predicated around comfort. That's the most important thing. And Maybe that's why so many stars wore it, especially when they were entertaining. Right. um, And I, again, in writing the book, I never realized who I was or anything. In fact, I had to go to, I'm sorry, I have to have the water. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. This is the importance of Donald J. Pliner internationally, how he was recognized in Italy. Um, so I had to go to Italy around 2009, 10, uh, to an acceptance award from the Italian government. And I had no idea what it was, was I ended up, I was the largest producer of shoes into the American market out of Italy. Well, um, that's a great place to stop because we have to do a commercial. We will have you back when the book comes out. We are so proud to have you healthy and vibrant and uh, part of our tribe supporting Israel. As yes. always, Lisa J. Lisa, yes. Lisa, Lisa and Donald J. Exactly. I'm so used to it. Dear friends, good to see you. Happy yeah. New Year, and we will talk yeah. in 2024. You'll come back, and we'll talk a lot about the book then. Okay, and I have one more thing to say. When people Quickly. say, oh, you know, oh, when I say my name, and they say, they get all excited. I said, if it doesn't, and they said, without the J, it's not me, because that's when I sold the company, and their shoes aren't, aren't made. They're made the same way, but the same. It's not the company. They took the J I, out. That's that's the That's difference. how you know whether or not it's the real that's deal. That's how you or, know whether or not. Thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. You got it. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Allie Arts. I own Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. Self-care doesn't end with a cancer diagnosis. 
Once a month, Ambiance Salon opens its doors and offers absolutely free salon, spa, and wellness services to anyone currently in treatment. Our program creates a safe environment for our guests to feel comfortable, give space for them to relax, and leave them feeling a little lighter. It is by far my favorite day in the salon. Guests receive haircuts, color, scalp treatments, massage, facials, nail treatments, Reiki, and makeup. We also are able to offer complimentary wigs for because of a generous donation from Rocket and Wrap It Up. If you or someone you know is in treatment and would like to participate, all that is needed is a signed waiver from your doctor. It can be found at mondaysatracine.org. We are currently the only salon in Nassau County to provide this service. Are you looking for the perfect gift or simply want to treat yourself? Check out SophieCruzAtelier.com. We carry a chic, highly curated selection of jewelry, bags, accessories, and clothing that will elevate your style. Order now on SophieCruzAtelier.com and have your Sophie goodies in days. Hi there. My name is Sid Mandelbaum, and I'm the founder of Rock and Wrap It Up. We're an anti-poverty think tank that over the years have fed over 1 billion people and have also written laws so that uh, federal governments and states can uh, acquire food from uh, federal and state agencies. We would need your help for a couple of things. First, uh, we have a very robust program in schools, and we teach students how to save food and then give it to people that are at risk in their communities. We also need uh, interns to help us with our advocacy work. And if you're interested in doing any kind of reaching out to governments, we could help you uh, with laws that we've written to get them passed. Thank you so much. You could reach us at uh, 1-877-691-FOOD or just call uh, 516-295-0670. Thank you so much. Welcome back. I have a tremendous opportunity by hosting this show, and that is that I get to meet some incredible people, some really incredible creative people. And I am so lucky that I am able to introduce to you this holiday gift-giving season and uh, this I- idea of creativity and loving yourself and pampering yourself. I get to introduce you to Caitlin, who is the creator and founder of Seam New York. And you're going to thank me when you get to meet her and get to learn all about her products. Her products are American-made. They are of the highest quality. She's going to discuss them with you. And Caitlin has many years in the fashion industry as a model, and she has worked with major companies she's going to tell you about and took her knowledge and her creativity to build this brand. Thank you so much for joining the show today, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here and to discuss my brand, See New York. So I have almost a decade of experience in the fashion industry, modeling and acting, and working in product development and design for companies such as Rolf Lauren, Lafayette, and Tommy Hilfiger. Um, I've always wanted to have my own brand. I love leather 
I love suede and I love exotics. Um, just really thinking outside the box and I love quality. So I decided to start my own brand. Um, everything is sourced here. My supplier is in Manhattan as well as my factory. Everything's made in New York. And that is very important because one of the reasons that you and I clicked so well to work together and um, agreeing to come on the show was because you are very concerned about the uh, idea of American fashion, especially New York Fashion Week, taking yeah. center stage as the way it once was, uh, yeah. safety for people in the fashion community, especially those that work in the fashion district. I know that was a big concern of yours, wanting to help rebuild the reputation of 7th Avenue, and uh, you're bringing quality goods to the market. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, the fashion industry has just changed so much. Um, I miss the way it used to be, and I miss quality. You know, fashion week used to be so different, and there's just so many brands now that aren't making anything in the USA. I'm very into that and also supplying jobs to Americans. So I'm very firm on that. Um, USA made and quality. And I really hope to, you know, be a part of changing fashion week and helping it become what it used to be. I'm very passionate about it. And I still believe in New York city. I 100% believe in it. Well, I will say that Looking at the uh, brand, and everybody should go to the website, Seam New York, and follow it on Instagram, you will see that Caitlin is really following the biggest trend right now, which is bright and bold colors. Tell us a little bit about that. So I've always loved color. Um, I'm very into bright colors. So right now, our main color palette is actually red and purple and a lot of burnt oranges. And we also have a lot of different Western style um, and streetwear pieces. That's what I really love about my brand as well is everything is very transferable. Um, the silhouettes we have, it can be Western or you can dress it up to wear in the city. Um, they're just very fun pieces. You have a red coat there that I showed to several uh, people that I was talking to about you. And everybody said this looks like the most unbelievable coat to wear. Um, really like to work. And then you could yeah. dress it up to a, a, a party on a roof. Exactly. I mean, there's so many different ways to wear it. And you can also wear it with some cowgirl boots and even with a nice fedora or hat. Um, it's great. There's just so many ways you can style it. And of course, if we're talking hats, your number one bestseller are your bucket hats. You can't even, I That's can't right. even get mine because every yeah. time I order it, it's sold out. Yeah, we actually sold out. So our number one bestselling piece is actually um, our Python bucket hat. What color sells the most? The burnt orange. People love it. Uh, we're actually making more hats right now. And... You wouldn't think of burnt orange as the most popular color. Tell us why you think that is. I find it interesting. Um, I think people love it because burnt orange is very transferable. Um, it's easy to wear that in the summer and transfer it into fall and winter. So I, I definitely think that's, and it's unique, especially in a bucket hat. It's very unique. And I think it's something that a lot of people haven't seen before. 
I certainly haven't. And I've been in this business too long to say, <laughs> uh, I know you're already talking, um, spring, summer. Do you want to give a little hint here or do you want to save it for next time? I'll give a little hint. It's going to be a lot of alligator skins and python, and it's going to be a lot of cool swimwear I think none of you have ever seen before. You know what I love about, uh, Caitlin? I happen to love real real fur, real leather, and I think that that trend is going to come back as luxury goods are going to uh, really bring back the garment industry. I think one of the problems they had in a long time was that they relied so much on lesser quality goods from foreign countries. And now we see what's going on and that so many people want to work for made in America. I agree with you. I think people miss quality and people like to see goods that were made in America. Um, it's easier to trust the quality um, and, you know, just the standards in the factory. We know that they were safely made. And I think like a lot of people want to see that. Once again, tell everybody where they can reach out to you, purchase your goods online. You ship nationally. So tell everybody. So if everyone could please follow me at Seam New York on Instagram, you can see our website. Uh, You can also direct message us to order. Uh, And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for joining the Jewess Patriot. And we look forward to having you back again. This is American Made a model, someone in the industry. Her stuff is absolutely stunning. And it's S-E-A-M. Yes, thank you so much, Cindy. I really enjoyed being here and I look forward to being on again. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Allie here from Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. Let's talk holiday. Now, if you don't know this, we take our holidays very seriously here at the salon. Until the end of the year, it is time to upgrade your hair wardrobe. We are offering 10% off of all hair. Now we're talking K-tip extensions, sew-in, clip-ins, toppers, all of it. We'll also be hosting some amazing events, Botox, Client client Appreciation Day, uh, with loads of giveaway raffles. We'll have some exclusive specials where you buy a gift and receive a gift um, the last week in November. You can check out all of this on our social media. Cindy will be mentioning it on the radio, and I hope to see you at the salon. Many software projects become successful every year, growing businesses, saving time and money, and providing freedom from stress and frustration. However, not all software projects are successful. Why? What makes software successful? Paying attention to the end user satisfaction. With Joe Base, every software project is a success because every project is built with the end user in mind. Save time, save money, improve and grow your business. The product is amazing. When I got the finished project, I was so happy with the result. They delivered higher than my expectation. As a project manager at Joe Base, we commit ourselves to ensuring that every single product we have will succeed. Visit us at www.jobase.io. That's www.jobase.io. Or email us at sales at jobase.io. Be the next success story. Hi, I'm Brianna Cannon. I'm a Texas-based fashion designer making women's accessories, clothing, and shoes. We love to dress multi-generations, head to toe, 
Our entire motto is making the world a prettier place, one sparkly accessory at a time. We have seasonal products for every major holiday and occasion, and we really just love to make our customers feel pretty and spread joy with our ruffles and bows and rhinestones. You can follow us on Instagram at Brianna Cannon Official. Shop online at BriannaCannon.com. You can follow us on Facebook, and if you're in the Texas area, please come to our retail store in Plano, Texas. We hope to see you soon. Welcome back. I now have a real New York hero, Long Island hero, American hero who stood up for what he believes in. And he's going to tell the incredible story of the Golden Dolphin Diner in uh, Huntington, New York. And Peter is here and tell us what happened since October 7th. And, uh, Welcome to the Jewess Patriot and for everybody that believes in democracy. Thank you so much for standing up for American principles and democracy around the world. Absolutely, Cindy. Um, I don't see, you know, any, any other way about it. You know, this was a surprise attack. This is not humane. Uh, A lot of these people, most of these people are not even soldiers. They had no business being taken as hostages like this. And, um, you know, I'm glad we, you know, we stood up and, you know, sent the message out there. And I was hoping a lot of other Greek restaurants and diners would jump all over it, but, you know, we haven't seen many yet. So, so let's go back. Up. Let's take a step back to our audience members. I don't know. Uh, Peter's diner, the golden dolphin diner, uh, right away. It's now, it's now called the golden globe, by the way, Cindy, golden globe diner. Okay. And it should be an example for every diner around the globe. And everybody who knows me knows how much I love Greece and everything Greek. So I'm so glad that a a Greek restaurant supports Israel because Mediterranean food, which is in both countries, is really the best food in the world. And the people are also the nicest and the most welcoming. But getting back to the story, let's tell everybody what happened uh, how you started on October 7th, standing up for Israel at a diner. Well, it didn't exactly happen on October 7th. I can't recall the date, but my my best friend's son, uh, you know, went back to Israel to finish a college semester of school. He was on medical leave from the army. And, um, you know, when the bombing occurred, his, his father couldn't really get in touch with him or his ex-wife and the whole family. So, you know, he was here grabbing coffee, was sitting in the parking lot, and he was, you know, very visibly upset, very nervous about the well-being of his, you know, son. Um, and when he left, you know, I turned around and looked at the back of my diner, and I had uh, a bunch of... Uh, American flags, so I decided to honor him by uh, putting some uh, Israeli flags up there. And, you know, I called him up and said, hey, come by for dinner. I got dinner for you. And when he came by, he was very emotional when he saw what I did for him. And since then, what was the initial response when you did that? Yeah, well, in the beginning, we didn't get much response. You know, I guess the the Greek flag looks like the Israeli flag a lot. So, so maybe not a lot of people noticed, but come four or five days later, you know, we started getting a lot of pushback from uh, neighbors and from, uh, you know, drivers from DoorDash 
specifically um, basically telling me that we were promoting hate and and we were baby killers and, you know, the list is endless. Um, other people were coming in telling us not to take sides and not to, uh, you know, draw too much attention in regards to this. Uh, we didn't really pay no mind to it. At least I didn't. You know, a lot of my workers were worried about their safety, which was a concern on my end. But, um, you know, little by little, we, you know, we started putting the posters up in the front. We started with the little kids, which I thought was a no-brainer. And nobody would say anything about that because, you know, you're talking about kids under the age of 12, 10 years old that are held hostage. I mean, who, who would give you a problem for that? But you'd be surprised, Cindy. You know, people walking in telling us to, to, you know, maybe put a Palestinian flag on the opposite side of the Israeli flag. And uh, I just, you know, I didn't think that was, uh, I, that wasn't in the cards. Let's put it that way. And you haven't backed down. You, I was just at the diner last week and I can tell everybody the entire front is filled with hostage posters. Uh, People, you had uh, children. I saw little uh, paintings, uh, crayon drawings, supporting you, thanking you. I saw other people like myself, Jewish activists, coming into the restaurant. Unfortunately, not enough. We need much more than what we saw. We need help every day, as is the restaurant business has other struggles. Now we don't need this on top of everything else. The food is delicious. Your prices are really You've maintained a decent price range considering so many people on Long Island have had issues with uh, maintaining prices on their menus. Well, we're trying to, you know, build a clientele. So our, our food is, is I would say, pretty upscale for a diner. Uh, and like I said, more importantly, we're keeping the prices, you know, very reasonable. So, you know, people, listen, people will come by and and and, and support us because of our stance but at the end of the day if the food's not good and the and the service is not satisfactory you know they'll come once or twice they'll never come again what we're looking to do is we're looking for people to become long-term customers of ours and our support to israel you know is has you know that's not going to change you know that's not going to change and it starts from when you sit down the placemats of greece loves israel and you get that feeling they're collecting money by the cash register for uh, causes for Israel. And I have to tell you, you, you had a lot of staff where other restaurants don't have any staff. You had, I mean, they couldn't come over fast enough when they saw the water was being finished. And another thing I want to tell people, because we have a, a large Jewish base who are kosher. I'm telling all my kosher friends, buy gift certificates and give them out this Christmas and and. Hanukkah and holiday season to those that aren't Jewish that work with you. It's a great gift to support. We have to be thankful for people like Peter who support Israel, who aren't Jewish, who have no ties to it. He could have just as, as easily ignored what was going on or even worse, support Hamas and the terrorists. And instead he took the side of Israel, America's strongest ally. Absolutely. I mean, I grew up in Sasso, Woodbury. I've been surrounded by Jewish people all my life. I mean, we're in the diner business. 
Jewish people love diners. So, I mean, the support from the diners should be outpouring to the Jewish community. Uh, I mean, it should be coming from every single diner out there, to be honest with you. I think most of them are, are more afraid or, you know, maybe they just have all the customers there to begin with. So, you know, they feel like it would be, a, I don't know. I mean, you know, when we put the sign up, uh, Greek diners stand with Israel, you know, we meant it. You know, we wanted other diners to stand alongside of us with Israel. You know, otherwise it would have said Greek coffee shop in Huntington stands with Israel. That's not the case, you know. Um, you know, the mission was different, but uh, let's see what the end result is. It's still early, you know. It's a long-term play. Hopefully other diners that uh, are receiving constant support from the Jewish community will stand up and not be scared and, you know, show their true colors and be supportive of of their Jewish counterparts. Now, besides diners, what other restaurants have come out in support and have reached out to you? Uh, I'll be honest with you, not many. <laughs> not that's, ma- that says everything. I mean, that's why you are a real modern-day hero. You took a stand. You're not backing down. And you're, you're trying to get activism going. Um, has this... How much of your business do you think is affected by your stand? Well, I mean, in the beginning, a lot more of my business was affected by the stand. I mean, we had a lot of regular customers that stopped coming for whatever reason, you know. But um, since uh, since word has gotten out, things have gotten a lot better. And uh, I must say, you know, the first couple of weeks were you know, ridiculous. I mean, we had people coming in from out of state. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, Detroit and, uh, I mean, there were people from Daytona beach, Florida, Chicago, people came into, you know, Kennedy airport and took an Uber straight here instead of going like to Manhattan, you know, they came straight to the diner to have coffee. And I know so, my friend Ari Brown, the assemblyman, came out there to give you a proclamation. Has any other politician been out there? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Mr. Stein, also assemblyman for the New York District. I'm not sure which one, but he also gave me a proclamation. So, yeah, no, no, I'm very humbled from it. I never expected any of this. I wish uh, I was, you know, more prepared. But again, there was no way to tell. Uh, you could have fooled me three, you know, three, four days into this. Uh, I, I, w- I was questioning my decision, especially when a lot of my staff, uh, you know, started worrying about me taking it a little too far and, you know, putting a bullseye on us. But, you know, I stood strong. Um, I did all my work at night. So this way, when they came in the morning, they saw it and I didn't have it any uh backlash from my staff and you know they're they're you know they're they're standing right there with me you know they worked very hard during a two-week uh you know bombardment over here from people all over the country and i'm very grateful to them because you know the second to none second to none i wouldn't trade them for anything and we wouldn't trade you for anything remind our audience again the exact address and location of your uh diner and where they could come meet you in person and thank them. Golden Globe Diner, 365 West Main Street, Huntington Village, New York. 
Zip code is 11743. And again, I, I really appreciate it. It's an honor to talk to you. And it's an honor to get to know you. We're going to be back. Like I said, I'm telling everybody, buy gift certificates. It's a meaningful gift. You don't need another sweater, but you need to support people that support Israel and support America because this is directly hitting us. Even today, there are announcements. October 7th was nothing compared to what's happening, and it's going to happen here, even on Long Island. It's happening already, and let's hope a lot of other people come out of the woodworks and show their support for the Jewish community. They, you know, they deserve it. Well, again, thank you so much. I will see you soon at the restaurant diner. God bless you, Cindy. Thank you again. Thank you. Are you looking for the perfect gift or simply want to treat yourself? Check out SophieCruzAtelier.com. We carry a chic, highly curated selection of jewelry, bags, accessories, and clothing that will elevate your style. Order now on SophieCruzAtelier.com and have your Sophie goodies in days. Hi there. My name is Sid Mandelbaum, and I'm the founder of Rock and Wrap It Up. We're an anti-poverty think tank that over the years have fed over 1 billion people and have also written laws so that uh, federal governments and states can uh, acquire food from uh, federal and state agencies. We would need your help for a couple of things. First, uh, we have a very robust program in schools and we teach students how to save food and then give it to people that are at risk in their communities. We also need uh, interns to help us with our advocacy work. And if you're interested in doing any kind of reaching out to governments, we could help you uh, with laws that we've written to get them passed. Thank you so much. You could reach us at uh, 1-877-691-FOOD. Or just call uh, 516-295-0670. Thank you so much. Welcome back. Wasn't that a great show? I have to tell you, the more I meet people through the show, the more I get so excited to share what I'm learning with you Because I honestly do believe that there is good out there and it's just itching to get out. And hopefully you and I will join together and lead the way. And when we talk about that, I want to talk about something and close on a serious note. Rallies, protests, social media posts. Okay. But the only way we're really going to ever see change is by law, by the people who govern and make the decisions, many of them in backdoor, closed-door conferences that we know nothing about. I hear from everybody. They're angry, and they're angry at people in both parties on all levels of government because We shouldn't be doing anything that we're doing now, such as being afraid to go outside, to go to the city, to take public transportation, to go to a mall. So I'm telling you, the answer is start today 
and make it your Christmas present to yourself to get motivated to start getting involved and letting your voice be heard to every elected official that you're angry and you're not going to take next November for granted. You're not staying home and you're not going to take the status quo. Pork is cheap, but actions speak louder than words. And when I say actions, remember, go to my website, cindygross.com, and visit everybody you're meeting on this show, the past few weeks especially, because each and every one of them is doing something, not just by building a business, but by promoting a cause to cure a disease, to end hate, to build communities. And we are one great community. We are the United States of America. I'll see you next week. Thanks for watching The Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on The Jewish Patriot Show.